I came back and I was like, okay, you know, if you follow somebody and I noticed, I was like, oh, we're on the same wavelength. Cause like everything that you would post or that you would talk about was always on some like positivity, on some healing, on some like growth. Cause if you're, you know what I mean? If you're not in a good place, you need to keep people around you who are trying to be in a good place, whether they in are in one or not, you know? And that, that was you, that was you, Metal. that was you. So I was like, all right, you feel me? See, you got to start with somebody who knows what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? I like, I just keep it steady on the magic. Do my thing, I'm healing, it's fantastic. If I fall, rise automatic. You ain't no one you know. Only one rain myself like a tree from the roots. Westside girl, cause she lived in the coast. Eastside girl, when she speaks to the roots. Stay 100, cause she on with the truth. Been there on struggle, know that it passed. Only going up, yeah, the pain don't last. Ooh, take off. Ooh, take off. Ooh, take off. Listen, take off, take off, take off Shorty like Brandy, fight like Monica What you know about her? Baby girl raising, way to the top Shaking the world, don't expect her to stop Hope it's so great, she get what she got Follow her stay, cause she following God What you need more, got a heart full of gold Even at times when it's raining and cold Ooh, she about take off All I do is, you feel me, everybody Welcome back to Uprooted uh no it is not live like <laughs> we ain't doing it live today uh we will eventually but um season two season two is about to be a banger i hope y'all ready it's about to be crazy um i have a new uh a new line too and y'all gonna hear this a lot this not just this season but for the rest of everything that i do my whole purpose as a healer because i really start to recognize myself as a healer is to spread that in any way shape or form so if you do anything with me if you follow me in any shape or form um just know that my tagline is officially if you're ready to heal come fuck with me Ooh. and if you're not <laughs> sorry you know what i mean like you're gonna get you're gonna catch some healing anyways so stick around yeah so, so you know it's your girl hannah aka ruta i'm not gonna explain that story no more um if you want to figure it out you better go back to season one and I have a very beautiful guest with me. Very beautiful. If you guys can't already tell, she over here. Look at you glowing and shit, girl. Like, <laughs> like so we good. are here. Ah, we are here. I um let's let's start with a little bit of a funny story. I remember, I think the first time I met you, and I don't even know if you remember, I think the first time I met you, I was like with Elon. Yeah. And I, I don't remember what we were doing. I just know that it was like that group, you know? And I was new to Denver. And I was just like, I, you know, like when you knew, and especially me, I came from the hood. So I'm looking at everybody like, you know, like we don't move this way. So like, I don't know, but y'all look like you having a good time. So I'm trying to look like I'm having a good time too. You know what I mean? I'm like later on. And I was like, I didn't know who you were, but I was just drawn to your spirit. Cause I was like, she has a really like happy energy. You know what I mean? Like she just seems like she just light. And I was like, well, that's nice. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's okay. powerful. <laughs> so if you want to tell the people I said like y'all see her we got the beautiful metal with us you want to introduce yourself tell them you know who are you who are, you know I know who you are but who are you like let them know okay well hi everybody my name is Meron um and first of all I can only attract people that are like me so I see what you post and I'm like I love it everything from starting the podcast from just everything that you know you do and how vulnerable you are and how open you are, I just, I, 
anyway, I love it. I just <laughs> five minutes on her before this that I just love everything about her. Um, and yeah, so I met on, grew up in Colorado. Um, I was a social worker for like five years. Amen. I'm not a social worker anymore. I took myself out. Um, but it's a part of the plan. I mm-hmm. live in DC now, well, Maryland. Um, I work in the tech industry. And um, outside of that, I am building a business of my own. Amen. Um, I mean, I don't know. I I feel like no, I'm going to go Okay, yeah. Before I just yeah, tell you story, yeah. No, go ahead. No, finish what your mission was. Because I was like, we going to get, don't even worry. The meat is going to be in the interview. This is just the okay. intro. You know? The intro. Okay, so I'm on yeah. a mission too, um, as well. So I can't steal her line, but that's Girl, a really good line. I like it, but um, yeah, I just, I believe that everybody's here for like a purpose. And so Mm -hmm. I'm just on a, on a mission to leave my mark, leave my legacy. So That's so beautiful. (laughs) I'm like, first of all, I'm just, uh, if you know somebody who has done their work when they're grateful for everything. Okay. So like I'm over here, if the people don't know, I am just grateful that you are uh, willing and ready to share, you know, part of you with them and this is going to be beautiful. It's already beautiful, but it's going to be like, I just can't wait to like, see how it all comes together. You know, it's going to be exciting, but I want to start, let's go back because there was a lot in even just your intro, like for someone who doesn't know you, right? It's like, um, you left your home, which is like uprooted, right? Like we're talking about uprooting yeah. our lives. You, and I, I had the same journey because I moved to Denver. So like, what, what was it for you? I know what it was for me, but what was it for you that you were like, I need to move and I need to make a change? Um, it was a lot of, uh, so I feel like basically I left Colorado because I felt like I had nothing else in Colorado to stay, like mm-hmm. another reason to stay for. Um, I mean, there was a lot of things that I was working towards that wasn't happening. Like, okay. I felt like every door I was going to was just getting shut in my face. Mm-hmm. Um, and the final straw was I was going to nursing school and mm-hmm. something happened. That. Yeah. Like that was it. Like I couldn't go to nursing school anymore. So, um, that was just it. I was like, you know what? Like whatever plans I had, it was not like, this is not, it, it wasn't working. Yeah. yeah. And you know, like when you're trying something so hard, um, but it's not for you. It kind of shows in the way you carry yourself. It shows, oh, yeah. like, it shows in your body and in your face, everything. So um, I think that was just it. Uh, and then I wanted to leave. I didn't know where to go. So actually, funny story. I was trying to move to Florida. And what's up with people wanting to go there? They crazy, girl. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I hear. But I love Miami. And uh, Miami's super expensive. So I was like, I don't know, maybe I should move to like Tampa or something. Um, mm-hmm. One of my friends told me to move to Tampa. And then, so I set like a deadline. I was like, I'm going to give myself six months. I'm going to save up money and I'm going to go to Tampa. Yeah. So on that journey, more things were happening, like not in my favor, more doors getting shut in my face. Like it was just not working out. And yeah. I was like set on leaving Colorado because I knew that like, like, in my mind, you know, I'm kind of dramatic. I'm a poet sometimes. And I was like, this soil is not for me, you know? So, um, soil. Yes. Yes. so like my, somebody who I consider my sister lives in DC 
And so yeah. I was telling her about it and I was like, um, you know, like it's not working out. And she's like, well, if you don't leave by the day that you say you're going to leave, like mm-hmm. you're never going to leave. Like you, you keep pushing it back, it's never gonna happen. So I was like, okay, like why don't I move to DC for a month and then go to Florida from there? Yeah. And here I am <laughs> in DC, like a, like two years later. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. There's some things that like I want to unpack there because so you know thinking about my own journey, I felt that way too. Like I, um, I think God was a little rougher with me. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not mad at him. <laughs> not in terms of like what you went through like I'm not comparing those journeys yeah but like I didn't have a six-month goal I had a um oh you just graduated and you don't have plans yet okay here you know what I mean like it was uh it was so weird like I I came here and I resisted moving here like I came mm-hmm. here under the impression that I was gonna help my uncle for a little bit I didn't know what what I was getting into yeah. I didn't know what the the severity was, or like what everything, you know what I mean? Like I I remember the time that you moved out to Colorado. So yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. Like it was a lot going yeah. on. And I remember like, so the first time I came out here, I bought a one-way ticket, right? Which is also something I never do because I'm a planner and I like to know what I'm about to do. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, if God wasn't telling me like, that was a clear sign, like you don't need to go back. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but I resisted. And so, like, I was just like, no, I need to go home because this ain't it. This ain't it. And then I went home and I didn't feel like I was home, yep. you know? And I was like, oh, like, you know what I mean? Like, I had never felt that. I had never yeah. felt that. I have traveled. I've gone on vacation. I've done all these things. But I have never felt that, like, oh, I that okay. You know what I mean? Like, I came home and I didn't feel like I was at home. I didn't, like, instantly relax. I didn't instantly settle back in. I didn't nothing I was just like oh okay there's some things yeah. you got to work through you know what I mean but I wasn't ready but then every chance that I got to come back here I would come you know and I like I had a thing where I really didn't travel to the same place in the same year like I was just like there's too much of the world to see you know what I mean exactly like, yeah yeah it was like there's the way too much of the I get mad like even now like when they're like let's go to the vacation I'm like, I already been there you know what I mean but <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry you know that was the old me the new me is like yeah. there might be something new to experience you know like Rutas, I, you know don't be judgmental be you just have to, to see the world it's okay yeah and then I would but like that feeling for me was crazy I was like wow I don't this ain't it this ain't it did you feel like you had that like you you went to DC and then you like you didn't even realize it but you, it just felt like home and so you just stayed or it was like you got comfortable and you stayed well so I didn't really have any like plans. I just like I just left Colorado to leave Colorado. But mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was gonna do with my life. Like, cause I was working in like um social work, I guess you could call it. Mm-hmm. Uh but uh I didn't have a license, like an official license or like I wasn't I didn't have my masters or anything. So when I came out here and I tried to do the same thing, they're like, you have to have uh like masters like what kind of experience do you have and I didn't have all that so um I didn't really have like a plan I was just confused about what I'm gonna do in general um yeah so when I came out here that was I was just here and I was just Mm -hmm. happy that I was out of Colorado um but I think I took it like day by day and Mm -hmm. the person who I said um I consider my sister her name is Salam and yeah she 
she really helped me like with getting things like a job and um, learning how to be here and, you know, just do things for myself, um, learning the city and everything. So I just took it day by day and then I started to love it after a while. And Florida yeah. still was not happening. Like I was here and applying to jobs in Florida. And she's like, are you going to get a job? I'm like, I'm not going to live here. Like I'm going to live in Florida. And then she's like, okay. And then like two, <laughs> three weeks later, like I wasn't getting anything. And she's like, so I was like, you know what? You're right. Like, let me, yeah. just, let me just see what's up with DC. So yeah. That's so beautiful. First of all, I commend you on your bravery. Like, <laughs> As someone who likes to plan, because I know the anxiety I went through, you know what I mean? So yeah. like, I, this is me totally projecting, but I know the anxiety I went through. And I was like, girl, yeah. you just said, what? You know what I mean? Like, you you ain't had no plan, but it was so beautiful because like you knew in your spirit that you needed to move. Yeah. And like, it probably was nagging at you for more than the six months. But then you finally were like, oh, okay. Yeah. all right let me at least get something going before before I just up and leave I like let me know what I'm walking into and I think that for me like understanding like my my faith and my spirituality sometimes you just gotta move like yeah. and stop asking questions just go you know like you don't like I think that that's the difference in me now I don't know if, if you feel it for yourself but it's like at some point you're like oh this is what it means when people say trust your gut like that yeah. you know what I mean like okay this ain't so bad you know what I mean? like, yeah you know, this ain't so bad go with the flow if, if coronavirus didn't teach you that you're gonna have a, a really hard rest of the year like you know what I mean because but you know can't. what to add on to that I think that uh a lot of times it's hard to trust your gut when you don't know who you are amen so amen. I think like the more that I learn about myself and my mm-hmm. strengths and how to even build my strengths because just because you're not good at something today doesn't mean you'll never be good at it exactly but you know like the more that I build myself and trust myself in general I'm yeah. able to follow that but yeah. before I didn't know nothing so I was like eh, like yeah so hmm I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. And that's how I knew that we had been not on the same journey, but on, um, on a similar path of like, what I think what it came down to for me, and I know my dad instilled me in this or instilled this in me was that I didn't know what the other side was, but I knew it was better than what I had. Exactly. Like, you know, like I was like, I said, this can't be it. Yeah. There's something in me very clearly. Yeah. My parents will tell you this as a I was a child that was like, this is not it. Yes. This is not it. And like Rahan and Asa will make fun of me because they'll be like, You swear being an adult is ghetto. I'm like, it is. Being an adult <laughs> like, being an adult in this world is trash. Like yeah. it, is, it is ghetto. Okay. And I know because I've lived in the ghetto. Okay. Just because you're in a nicer house doesn't mean anything and what I think what I was trying to communicate but didn't have the words for was that you can leave I feel like a preacher you can leave Come on. you know what I mean Come like on. you can you can leave what you thought you didn't want right you can leave um and be like oh I made it I'm out to get I'm out da, 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 da. you know what I mean like I made it out the mud I say that all the time I made it out the mud you can't tell me nothing you you get to the place that you wanted to be right mm-hmm. but you didn't fix your mental you didn't fix your spirit. And so you're still in the ghetto. That's true. 
you know? And I really didn't realize that until like a couple weeks ago. And that's crazy for me because I thought I was healed. Okay. Like I've been doing, I sounded like I do all the work. I read the books. I do the podcast. I read, like I interviews. I'll be out here like just trying it. Like I'm like, okay, okay, okay. That makes, yeah, that makes sense. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. And I, I would do whatever. Like I, if it, if I thought that it would make my life better in any way, I would do it. And so I got to a place where like mentally, I think I had rationalized everything, right? Like, so you, you know how you read and like you logically understand the theory, right? So like, um, what, like what's, I know you said that book to me, I started it the other day, the go-giver, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, for me personally, it was, you know, Brene Brown or, um, Esther Perel or, um, like, a. a, a ton of different people different pastors and interviews and people that I followed and I would read it and logically I could understand the concept because I was like oh yeah that makes total sense right Right. but I was just taking it and like not seeing myself as the person who needed it like I was thinking you know what I'm saying like I was reading it and I was thinking of it and I was like yeah that makes sense no wonder why okay so I would rationalize my feelings like whenever a trigger would come up I'm like okay that's what it is like okay okay cool move on like but I never actually processed any of the pain like I just like I understood it from a theoretical place and like it was safer for me to disassociate that way Mm because like I don't think I was really ready for what it meant to like let go of it emotionally Mm -hmm. right like as a kid like I learned how to stop crying which is like the worst thing ever right because like you learn how to stop crying and you make crying a bad thing. And so like when you do cry, it's overwhelming. And then like, you can't handle it. Yeah. You know? So like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you I, run know, away I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah. You run away from that shit. Bro, I cried this morning before I got on the fucking thing. It had nothing to do with you, but it's like, I saw, um, I was thinking about Chadwick and mm-hmm. I was looking at the post and I was just like boohooing. And yeah. it was like, it wasn't because I was sad. It was just because I understood what he meant to everyone and to me, you know what I mean? And I understood what his legacy was and I understood what his life meant. And I was like, I was sad, but happy because like, if you really paid attention to what he was doing, he knew what the fuck his purpose was. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he knew what his purpose was and he did it and he did it when he was sick. So like, what is your excuse? Yeah. That's so, that's so powerful. And I saw something where he said, um, that like something about like all the doors closing or all the basically about how there wasn't a a place for him and like it came for him after he was made it past all the the like the doors that were being closed in his face and um and like rejection after rejection so like even the idea of black panther like just as a concept yeah is like it's so powerful and like even to even see that as a kid, I can't imagine what it, it feels like for a kid and for like kid. what normal will be like for them. Like they're going to have a yeah. higher uh, belief in themselves and believe, like they could see themselves as like, you know, equal or loving exactly. up, like, you know, like for me, yeah. it did a lot as a grown person, but. Exactly. Instead of like being that negative person, because he could have got his diagnosis and like said, "All right, I'm going to sleep." You feel me? Like I'm about to just, I'm gonna just live out the rest of the year with my family, with my loved ones, and with whatever. But he understood his purpose, and he understood that like everything that he did was going to help the next generation. You know what I mean? Like 
and when you live in that world when you live in like understanding that like you actually can and will affect other people like you I would hope that you choose the positive route right yeah because I there was people and now that like I've processed a lot of my emotional baggage like I could see the people in my life clearly now right so like the reason why I can be sad for him but not devastated is because like there are everyday people in your life if you look to the left and to the right of you there are everyday people in your life who are also Black Panthers who are also fucking superheroes you know what I mean like he was a representation and that's how I understood representation really fucking matters because you don't get this type of pain and like you don't get the crying and the and the hurt when you don't touch somebody's life you know what I mean yeah like how many people have passed and we're like oh that person bad like I don't know them yes like it's sad that they died but they didn't touch my life so like I I can empathize for your family because the people who love you are going to be sad you know what I mean but for I think for us in the black um, community in the house community it's like when you lose someone who looks like you it hits different like who looks like you and like lived the best version of themselves that yeah inspires you to do the same that takes mm-hmm. away your excuses yeah you know you get to that place where you're like okay and you know you're healed when it doesn't bother you like you're just like oh that's how hard he went oh I'm going 10 times harder bro yeah like yeah. you know what I mean like you you don't sit in the sadness because like he knew I think that um the blessing for him is that like he knew he was gonna like he had the possibility of passing right mm-hmm. like you don't know God can make a miracle for you but he at least knew like oh okay I, I might not have as much time as I thought I had right so like it allowed him to be even more intentional about the roles that he took. Yeah. Like if you really like pay attention to his life from this perspective and you know that he was walking in his purpose, then you have to pay attention to everything that he did after he got his diagnosis, because that's what tells you like, Oh, he knew that that was important. And he was willing to take away time from like family, from fun, from these things, because he knew that he had to do it in order to like, you know, go peacefully to his maker. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, I really think that, like, I'm like, okay, so, like, your death, it hurts because, like, you know, we're going to miss your spirit being here with us physically, but, like, you left us with a, a, a spirit and a legacy of, like, resiliency, you know what I mean? And, like, another layer of hope and another way of seeing ourselves as, like, beautiful Black people. Yeah. And, like, nobody can take that away you know what I mean unless you let them but like nobody can actually take that away from you you know what I mean so it's like it's a beautiful place to be in and I honestly feel like that's where me and you are trying to be is that we're somehow I mean you tell me because I think that it was like an innate thing but I knew that there was better for me and I was gonna find it in any way shape or form what was what what do do you remember that moment for you of like how did you know you like were like oh I I need to do something different I need to like like what made you pick up a freaking self-help book you know what I'm saying like (laughs) like that's not something that everyone does I realize that now that yeah yeah I remember actually getting made fun of uh somebody was like they saw (laughs) the (laughs) self-help book and they're like are you depressed oh no what are you they're like who is this like people that are depressed um 
anyway i don't know like when i but when i was younger a lot of things like didn't make sense to me like um like i remember being nine years old and going to ethiopia and mm-hmm. seeing how different it was like i grew up you know both my parents work i live with both both of my parents um yeah so pretty good and i remember going to ethiopia being so confused and yeah. i'm like why do they keep turning off the lights why do they like i just didn't understand and yeah. then going to like Aksum and seeing how people are living and i was like it hurt like so bad yeah. i wanted to just give like everything um and i like i just remember it didn't make that didn't make sense to me it didn't make sense to me that there was such thing as retirement cuz mm-hmm. i was like what if the what if you keep living and your money runs out like what do you yeah. do and my i remember my dad being like okay <laughs> like <that's laughs> um just like little little things um yeah. so yeah i mean i always read books and i was like super super uh i wouldn't say religious but i grew mm-hmm. up in the church um so i don't know my first like self help book was from i think it was uh the alchemist and mm-hmm. then but that's not really a self help book but it made me like yeah. a different type of book that like really like taught me it wasn't yeah, yeah. it wasn't about i don't know love or but it was like it made me think about myself um and then i just read different ones like along those lines i would always have conversations with random people um who mm-hmm. would give me book suggestions um i remember just connecting with different people in classes and in different areas who would yeah, yeah. Uh, somehow we get to that conversation and then they would give me a book and that's how i kind of started um but i always wanted to do something more and then mm-hmm. i remember seeing a motivational speaker or something in my yeah, yeah. high school and i was like that's really dope like i want to do that cuz like i remember just feeling like i could do anything after that and i was like yeah. that's what i want like how do you do wow. that that's wow you just like i forgot about that part like <laughs> same for you Yeah, I was just like listening to you like, yeah, I did that too. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, shit. I guess there is a blueprint that we didn't realize, you know what I mean? Cuz I thought it was random. You know, like I really was just like, I don't know, I just kind of came upon it, but that's really true. Like, did did you like were you an avid reader when you were a kid? Oh yeah, my dad is big on reading in school, and so I at first it was like a forced thing, but the older yeah. I got, just the more I loved books. So, yeah. Even that's now. so beautiful. What was I really my first like my first book that I read or my first you said my first like self-help book? Yeah. So the one that comes to mind, I don't know that it was exactly my first. Um I remember I don't know if you read it in high school. I think it was like Siddhartha or something like that. It was like a book about Buddhism, right? I, yeah, I didn't read it, but I heard about it. Yeah, I remember And shout out to Miss Foy. Like, bro, my senior English teacher, yeah. she knew what she was doing. Like she really knew. And like she had this energy about her that I was like, I I want to be like you. Like I don't I don't even yeah. know why, but like she just like I really realized like she planted so many seeds, right? Because when I look back at my life now and I can connect the dots, I'm like, why did I know I needed to do that? You know what I mean? like i just paid attention and so anyways the book is about 
you know, this, um, this Buddhist that is like trying to get to his like journey of self-actualization. He really goes on the self, you know, journey. And I remember it was like, I used to hate the books that they would make us read in, um, in high yeah. school and elementary. Cause like, I was just like, this is not realistic at all. And it has nothing to do with, with my life. <laughs> yeah. Like this ain't got shit to do with me. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I would read it because I'm, I'm a good reader, but I was just like, like, okay, fine. Yeah, here's the theme. Here's the message. I can figure it out. Like, it's yeah. really not that hard. I'd write the damn book report. Um, but I didn't, like, I wouldn't fully, like, invest in them because, like, it was just so unrealistic. And, like, that book to me was still re- unrealistic because I grew up Orthodox Christian. Like, I didn't realize that, like, I knew that other people had different religions but I had never spent any time trying to understand that, oh, like, yeah. there's a different way that you can live your life. Like, just because this is what you're born in, it doesn't mean that that's where you have to stay. And I guess, like, that's really where that shit got watered. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I innately knew that, but then, like, I feel like everything, like, the universe was trying to, like, feed me that stuff. Like, okay, you know it, but you're, you're not seeing it clearly. So, like, I'm going to keep giving it to you. Yeah. I'm going to keep giving it to you until you, like, get there. So, like, last season, I would talk about it, too. Of like, mm, not really a fan of meditation, right? I'm like, like, you know, like, what were you doing this whole time? And I really will look. I look at the clock. I'm like, what was I doing this whole time? Like, because you, you really will just be in your own world. Yeah. And, um, and then even being an avid reader, that's our dads were, they were on to something. They were on to something. Because when I tell you, I think you had a natural curiosity that I had right I think what that boils down to is like not understanding why things were the way they were yeah and um I mean what did you feel like you got that uh like that that support like that you could ask those questions and that like someone who would honestly answer them um like like growing up or yeah like growing up well, I feel like my uh, my dad was a little bit like me in that sense. Yeah. Um, so I would ask a lot of questions. And then uh, I remember I had a Buddhist best friend um, mm-hmm. in high school. And then I was pretty close with, um, I had a Muslim friend in, in college. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember learning about different religions. And so just like being confused about, everything like um I could have talks with my dad and uh when I was younger I feel like he wasn't really answering things he was just like focus on school but when I got older um I feel like he encouraged me to to learn like the right way I guess he gave me a book about uh the three religions like Judaism Christianity Mm -hmm. and Islam um yeah and that's dope yeah, well, my parents will not give you that. <laughs> like, yeah, for real. Like, you don't need that stuff. That's wrong. You yeah, just <laughs> go to church, go get stuff. Yeah. Actually, you might get in trouble for even asking. But um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like my dad answered to the best of his ability. Um, my mom was really big on, like, you know, praying about things. So, uh, yeah. and she she really taught me a lot about how to be good with people um, mm-hmm. and how to love people unconditionally. So, when it came to things outside of that though um just exploring on my own (laughs) (laughs) what about you yeah 
I, you know what's ironic is like life will bring you back shit when you're ready to deal with it. So mm-hmm. like, I I had a couple of these revelations too. I actually had the thought yesterday, and I'm glad that you said it because I felt very validated. Like, I was like, dude, I was I didn't even realize how much of a nerd I was. Like, <laughs> I would read everything every day. I was just on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the one thing I will say, like, I don't think I don't think my dad. Like, I think um. Here, let me get myself clear because I feel like my brain just went three different ways, right? There's a couple thoughts in there. First, okay. I, I, if I'm being honest, um, I probably was annoying because I used to ask why like a million times a day, like those commercials with the little kid that asked why all the time, like that was me. And yeah. so I get that they probably got tired of answering questions, right. you know what I mean? Um, and in my little kid mind, when they wouldn't answer my questions, it was because something bad was on the other side like mm-hmm. yeah you know because like I still believe that my parents like were trying to they were trying to keep me from something but I was like it can't be that bad you know what I mean like I'm like I just for some reason was like either you don't know the answer or you won't tell me right yeah. and yeah. it's okay to tell me that you don't know the answer but don't hide it from me so like I I really did kind of build up this like almost resentfulness because I'm like dude like is it really that hard like you know what I mean like is it really that bad to like ask why like why can't I ask questions like I don't understand you know so I it always triggered me and it would bother me and then um you know now like when I look back at it I'm like I also made excuses I'm like oh they just don't know because they don't they don't they're not from this country right Mm, so like I I like dismissed and I undervalued like their wisdom because I like didn't see how like it applied in this context like I'm like, okay, fine, that works back home, that doesn't work here, and it was because, like, you know, I was, I wasn't listening to the principle of what they were teaching me, I was, like, literally just taking it for what it was, and it was horrible, right, so the one thing I'll say, though, that my dad did do was that he never, like, he might not have answered my questions, but he also never, like, tried to kill my curiosity, so, like, if I picked up a book, he would, like, leave me the fuck alone, like, you know what I mean, like, he wouldn't try to interrupt me, he wouldn't do like to the point where I remember um and he would encourage it like if I asked him to stop by the bookstore and pick up this book for me he would pick it up right so like yeah it was beautiful like I remember I was sick um he's the one that got me into Harry Potter too because he was like no it's on the news everybody's doing it you gotta you gotta read it it's an amazing book for kids like so he like anything that he thought would be good for me he would you know he would give me I was like dad that sounds so stupid I'm not gonna read it (laughs) you know 10 you know 20 years later I'm still a Harry Potter fan right but um so that was a like it was a beautiful revelation for me and I think that like because we're so curious like and we believe that there's an answer out there right like we will keep looking for it we're like no it's okay it's just the next book like you know what I mean? like right I learned you know what I mean like I learned this and it taught me something and there's there's gonna be another one and another one and so like we understand that self-healing is a journey it's not mm-hmm. a destination yeah you know like every day you can get better and every day you get to learn something new and you get to appreciate life differently than what you might have, you know? Yes, ma'am. So that was a really, I realized that was a really long-winded story, but it was- No, I, I loved it. That's very sweet that your dad did that. Girl, he, <laughs> that man would really ride for you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there, there's things that like, I realized that my parents might not have done how I wanted them to. And honestly, if I really am being, all the way vulnerable I didn't even realize that like the expectations I was putting on my parents was because like I was like insecure about what I had mm-hmm. and what I didn't have and so like if I looked around and like the other kids had stuff 
that I didn't have, like I would, I would underappreciate what my parents did do, you know? And like the older I got and like, like life hitting us the way it hit us, I was like, I think I got a roof over my head. Like, yeah, it might not be the best roof and there might be some, you know, some ugly parts to this, but like, I never went to sleep cold. You know what I mean? I never went to sleep hungry. I never went to sleep. And so you just like, I mean, for me personally, I was like, um, the reason why you were stuck and the reason why you were so miserable and like, because you couldn't appreciate the blessings that were around you. Like you really couldn't. And if if you would have took the time, then like you probably end up in a better place. Like, and now, I mean, I have, I don't know if I probably have a little bit more than what I had when I was growing up, but the fact that I'm grateful for it, like you really can't tell me shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. You really can't. I could go back to a two, like, I can go back to a one-bedroom apartment, two-bedroom, it doesn't matter, like, I don't feel like I'm going backwards, because, like, I know that, like, me being safe and protected is a blessing, like, that not everyone gets to have, you know? Yeah. So. I feel like the older we get and the more we learn, like, the more appreciation and, like, amazement that me personally, I have for my parents, because I'm, like, Child. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you did it. New to a country, and I'm I've been, I was born and raised here, and I'm struggling with I'm but with what I'm struggling with. So mm-hmm. that's why they be laughing at us too. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I used to get mad when they would get like irritated with us. You know, they're like, yeah. "What do you mean? How you gonna beat English? You speak English? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, yeah. it's not that simple. Like, and I would get super you have quizzes, Dad. Yeah. yeah. Like, I would get super defensive, and I realized, like, I don't even blame them, because if I went through what my parents went through, and the next person was complaining about some shit, I'm like, you ain't got nothing to complain about. What are you complaining about? Yeah. Yeah, like, and we might have tried to downplay our parents, but they understood fucking gratitude, they understood faith, they understood, like, if they didn't really have those things, our parents would not have made it through. Honestly. There's no way, shape, or form like and I and we know that's true because how many people have we known that have lost that fight you know what I mean like for real like lost that fight I think that's why that Yemen video hit me so hard like it took me so long to edit it and it wasn't even that long of a video but it was like every time I would look at the screen I would see my parents you know I'm like damn mom that could have been you dead like dad that could have been you dead like you know my aunties and uncles that came I was like, that could have been any single one of you. So if you don't know that your life already is an absolute blessing, ah, shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we got a lot of work to do because it's, a lot. like, we're starting, you, we got to undo a lot of shit because yeah. you really, this country has a way of breaking you that, like, you don't even realize you're being broken, you know? Like, you don't even realize it at all until, like, you wake up one day and you realize I actually don't want to get out of bed. Like, this world sucks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it really does. I'm about to do the same shit, the same thing every day. It's just like, for what? What's the point? Yeah. Like, what the fuck is the point? Like, and I think that because we had a curiosity, we knew that there has to be a point. Like, there has to be a purpose. Like, I can't fully like understand it yet, but I know that like I don't want to get up, but I'm gonna get up because I know I have to. And I know that, like, maybe something amazing will happen today. And it'll just, like, yeah. everything will open up. And you just kind of hold on to that. And I really think that that's, like, faith. And, like, my parents couldn't teach me 
don't know. You tell me. I was not the biggest churchgoer, right? And the reason, at least the reason I told myself was that I don't understand what I'm about saying. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was just like, so I got to come here and use my weekends to <laughs> sit here and not understand what this man is trying to tell me. Yeah. And that's supposed to help me and fuel me. No, I understand that. So I grew up going to um, a couple different churches. Like, mm-hmm. I went to, uh, like, a Pentecostal church. I think that's what it's called in mm-hmm. English. Um, and then, obviously, the Orthodox church. And my dad was a deacon growing up. Um, mm-hmm. But my dad was a little different because I think there's a lot of people that go to church as a yeah. ritual. But they yeah. don't have any understanding of the Bible, of of the importance of having a relationship with God. And I got yeah. super blessed because that's what I was taught. So yeah. whether or not I went to church, um, that's what I really learned from my parents, from both of them, is that, you know, like you can go to church, you could pray, you could read the Bible. But if you don't, you can't fake a relationship with God. You can't. You really um, can't. Mm-mm. And you can't like um create it for yourself without doing the work so um that's what they basically taught me and and they taught me in different ways but um I learned that's what I learned so yeah girl I don't think that lesson must have just like right over because I really could kid you not like I was just like I couldn't you know and I couldn't and I feel bad but like because I would ask questions because I was like, okay, maybe there's, you know what I mean? Like, okay, maybe there, maybe there, there gotta be some reason why you bringing me every week. Like there has to be like, yeah. what, like, what are you bringing me for if I'm not learning nothing? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, the ritual stuff, the traditions or whatever, but I honestly had this like really um, sour, like taste in my mouth about it and like resentfulness because like, I just felt like you wanted me to follow something blindly and like you couldn't explain it to me but that's really god like you can't explain how do you explain god you can't explain god like you really can't you can explain what he did and what he does for people but like yeah. to someone who doesn't believe like some got up in two sentences it's not happening like yeah it's really not because you can talk about him for the rest of your life and you still be like there's still stuff i don't know and that's really what it was it was like i didn't trust you guys that's why i didn't blindly follow it you know and like now that I'm like I found it for myself which was like I think made it even stronger because no one forced me you know what I mean yeah um that's true like I hold on to it more now and I understand it more and it's still a journey but it's like okay I get what you were trying to do and I think the I honestly think the reason that you couldn't explain and communicate it was one like in our culture um with the hierarchy of age right you're not supposed to ask questions anyways you're yeah. supposed to just do what they yeah. tell you to do Especially like, God. yeah you just do it with like they don't what you questioning for they never get questions so what, what would be the point right yeah and then the second part is that like yeah there are the people who really don't know and they just follow right and then there's the people who do um but because there is a language barrier right I couldn't fully understand right like yeah. it, I think that's like one of the most hurtful things that um, oppression does to us 
yeah. right? It's like take away our language or try to take away our language because our parents are very much still speaking their language, yeah. um, our language, I should say. Um, but that made me also appreciate um, the African-American, like the Black American, because y'all think like, if somebody told our parents that when they came here, they couldn't speak their language, like they would not have survived because it like some of them learned English and they were able to navigate. Right. Mm -hmm. But the only reason why like everybody else was able to survive was because like, okay, I, un I understand English enough that I can translate it. Right? right. Like, but if you ever see them see another house shop person and how they light up because they finally feel understood and they can speak their right. language, there's yeah. a reason like so like us trying to like tell you know like you in america tell um latin americans like stop speaking spanish do you speak english in this country first and foremost there's no official language so like that's stupid but also like you're trying to tell them to kill a part of themselves yeah to be like you instead of embracing that they're their own person and they should be their own person yeah like that's super detrimental to people mm -hmm. so my Tarina, like, you know, I'm not gonna lie, my Tarina is my A1. Yeah, yeah, I'm still learning. <laughs> you know, my accent is, you You can hear me talk, so imagine what my yeah. accent is, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. it, it definitely is, but I can at least say that, thank God I didn't forget how to understand it, you know? And, like, because yeah. I, I look at kids sometimes, like, and I'm like, how do you understand your parents if you don't understand the language? And I'm like, they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, you don't understand your parents. That's why you're fighting with them every day because like they're trying to teach you something and you feel like they're trying to hurt you. But it's like, because you're, you, one, you don't understand the language and two, you're not taking the time to, right? So like, I had to dig there a little bit too. Like, why am I being so resistant to like learning my culture? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and it's because we got made fun of every day when you went to school. Yeah. That's so traumatizing. We did get made fun of, but I think that, like, one thing that I really appreciate social media for, like, it did a lot of things to, to hurt mm. people. I get it. Like, social media could be good and bad. But yeah. a really good thing that it did is that I feel like it empowered a lot of different people. And it, like, really, um, like, shined a positive light on, like, mm. culture and languages and things. So people growing up now are so proud of their culture. Um, yeah and you know they're learning the language and everything so I think that's really good because when we were growing up it was not like that and mm -mm. you had was, to hide <laughs> and it was very, yeah but I don't know I think I think everything changes with time but um going back to the to the church thing the one thing I did want to add is I feel like mm -hmm. I didn't learn about God in church I feel like I learned about God in other areas like when I when I had my uh, Buddhist friend and I learned about Buddhism through her. Um, yeah, yeah. And I saw like a lot of similarities with like how dedicated she was and like what she followed and what she respected and everything like that. And I saw how like we hold the same values, similar values. I'm not going to say the same. Um, so yeah, I think that a lot of times people that really do learn about God sometimes it it happens in life in general and not always in church yes. institutions can't teach you everything so yeah I, oh, I wish I could remember what that I I've been watching so many sermons but um the pastor said something about that too oh he said what 
what you will not learn through instruction, right? And instruction could be, you know, church, school, your parents, whatever, like God will teach you through experience. Mm, so like, that's true. Yes. You know, I was that. like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that one hit kind of hard because I realized I was like, here I, here I was thinking I was smarter than my parents. Cause I'm like, yeah, I'm a re, I'm gonna figure out all these, like, you know what I mean? Like I'm gonna figure out all these formal things. I'm oh. I'm gonna do it on my own. You can't tell me nothing just to go back I experienced all this shit and I go and I cry to my parents and I'm talking about them and they're just like we told you that I was like when did you tell me that you know what I mean I was like when did you tell me you didn't tell me that they're like yes I did and then they would like break down like all these things and um I think that's why I listened to like I started to listen to my parents more yeah girl when the when you get into and I've been in some tight spots I'm not gonna lie I was definitely <laughs> in the streets you feel not in the streets that way but I was just you know we was out having a good time okay um <laughs> and I, I will remember there was times and I called my mom one day on this she was I was just like ma you're so annoying she's like why I was like because I hear your damn voice in the back of my head like when I'm doing stuff and she said good she was like, she you think I just, yeah, she was like, you think I tell you the same thing every day because I want to? No, I need you to know it. So then when your brain isn't working, you know, and you're like, you're, you're stuck and you hear me and I guide you. And I said, wow, that's yeah. parenting. I said, wow, that's parenting. And I really, when I started to apply that to everything, I said, wow, God has been in my life this whole time. I just wasn't listening. Nope. I didn't want to hear it. I really didn't. I can be honest about that because me and him, we cool now. You know what I'm saying? So like, he, he, <laughs> he knows my heart. Yeah. Like he was like, "Girl, I was waiting for you. You wanted to be stubborn." And I'm like, "Yeah, you right. You right." <laughs> like, no, it's, it's like true. a beautiful. Yeah. This is I heard. Beautiful. Um, I heard a quote. It was um, so like, when you don't listen to the whispers, mm. uh, then you have to, when you don't listen to the whispers then you have to answer to the screams or something like Amen. that so mm-hmm. listen to the whispers that's that's what I'm trying to do that's <laughs> that's the truth and that brings me to like where I kind of want to close out is um because I also like looked at the time I was like, I want to be respectful every time and um I realized that the the initial reason why I had reached out to you is because you were reminding me about this concept of mentorship, right? That I I understood logically, but I didn't realize like um, that I have issues around mentorship, you know, not like horrible ones, but I just, I, I couldn't see it clearly. So um, for you, what what did that mean? Like, what did mentorship mean? Like, why did you know that you like or how did you know that you actually needed it and the act and then the process of actually reaching out to mentors and like asking them to mentor you right like that was a three-part question but like feel free to answer in whatever way it makes sense in your mind okay um so before I was leaving Colorado Mm -hmm. because uh so I was a social worker for like five years and I tried to go to nursing school so I did social work because I graduated with that but my whole goal was to be a nurse. So mm-hmm. um, I was like, okay, I'll work as a social worker, save up money, go do my nursing thing and then be a nurse. Okay. Nursing school didn't work out, but the whole time I was still working as a social worker. Um, and the more, like the longer I stayed at the place, the facility that I was at, mm-hmm. uh, the more 
uh, I don't know how to say, like, the more I saw what was wrong, but we all know the system is broken. Um, So, but I, I knew I wanted to do something with that because the kids are listening and they will listen. Oh yeah. And everything like, and there's, they're open to, um, I don't want to say changing their life, but they're open to listening to you and to following to where you guide them. If Mm -hmm. they see that you have the right intention, like there was, there were kids uh, in the facility who uh, hated school, would never go to class or anything, but I gave them a book to read and they would read it and we would have discussions about it. And it would be like self-help books or it would be like, you would not picture these kind of people reading those kind of books. And that showed me that uh, like something has to be done. Otherwise we're gonna keep seeing our kids going to jail and this the cycle would just continue we're just going to see a whole bunch of broken people everywhere um Mm -hmm. so that's it really tugged at my heart so you know whenever you look for something and when you're intentional about it things show up in your life to guide Mm -hmm. you there to 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 show you like it's like breadcrumbs will be dropped but it doesn't get handed to you because then you won't value it because we're people that part Um, right there say that part again (laughs) So, Say that part again, because everybody don't, they don't pay attention. <laughs> when you're intentional about things and you're looking for something like with the right heart, if you're yeah. trying to do just for money, it probably you'll get different types of breadcrumbs. I don't know. But what yeah. I found is that, um, I'll say it again, is yeah. when you're intentional, um, God will give you breadcrumbs. For the people that don't believe in God, the universe, whatever you believe in, the yeah. higher force power will give you breadcrumbs to lead you there because if it's just handed to you, you won't value it. Exactly. That you don't part. value things that are free, no matter how mm-hmm. amazing it is. Because if yeah. somebody came up to you right now and just gave you a Lamborghini, you would be like, who stole it? Like, why yeah. are you giving it to me? Yeah, yeah. You, you don't trust it when it's free. Yeah. I'm like, something wrong with it. Exactly. That's an horrible mentality. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was... <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, I was looking and then it was like breadcrumbs. Um, somebody really close to me connected me to a lady in Colorado who's doing amazing things for the youth. Um, And so I had a conversation with her and she just like gave me so many visions. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I could really do something with my life. Like she was one of the first people to empower me, like me as a a woman, as a young lady, because she's like, I didn't have any help. I just did this on my own. And she's doing a lot. So then this was like, a week before I was leaving Colorado. And I was mm-hmm. like, I wish I would have found you earlier. I would have stayed in Colorado and tried to work on something. But yeah. God, everything is always in due timing. Amen. Um, so then I leave uh, Colorado, whatever. I have her contact information. And she tells, she gives me a, a list of books. She's yeah. like, you read this. This is for business. This is for getting your mind right. Da, da, da. A list yeah. of amazing books. Um, and I still have the list. I could send it to you if you want. Um, yeah, you know I'm with it. I'll be reading just for fun. So, you know, I'll read it. I got you. Um, so, anyway, so I come to... Co- oh, and fast forward. Actually, let me back up a little bit. Um, okay. So, when yeah. uh, something happened and uh, yeah. in the nursing school program anymore, I felt really, really sad, but I felt lighter. Um, Look it's basically, oh so it, I was like, now I can do what I want. Like now I can yeah. do what I want. Like I already tried that, it didn't work. I'm not trying it again. Um, mm-hmm. 
and I wrote this letter to myself because you know I could be dramatic sometimes so I was like fine <laughs> and I'm like I have to write in my emotional state because this is like you know how I really feel so I wrote a letter to myself of what I want to do like what I want to leave or what I want to accomplish within the next 10 years so okay so then fast forward a couple months later um this is that was before I decided I wanted to leave Colorado yeah um and then like as time goes on I'm like I should leave Colorado da, 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 da. and then I met that lady like I said mm-hmm. right so now we're back to there then I leave Colorado and I have her contact information so when I come yeah. to DC um I'm talking to my sister and I'm like you know kind of telling her like what I want to do and stuff and then yeah. she's like uh, she's like, well, you know, like, have you ever like considered uh, mentorship? And I was like, um, I don't know. And she's, you know, we're talking about it. Um, and then yeah. she, so what I have come to understand now is a mentor is somebody who um, has your best interest in mind. One mm-hmm. who is somebody who could like take you from where you are and like mm-hmm. grow you to where you see yourself going okay Um, and somebody can only do that if they are where you want to be in life if they have what you want like but when I say that if you want to open like a donut shop obviously you're not going to go talk to a pastor no matter you know no matter what you're going to talk to somebody who is who it makes sense to talk to um Mm -hmm but they're going to be somebody who really has your one has your best interest in mind and two is able to build you not only in your professional or your your career or that aspect yeah. but also your your personal um, yeah. so i wanted a mentor because i knew that what i wanted to do i i don't want to waste time if I can connect with somebody who is in this successful position, who has what I want, and mm-hmm. successful position doesn't always mean a job. And that's not what I'm referring to either. Yeah. But somebody who's like living a life that I want, who has like a great family connection, um, mm-hmm. who, you know, acknowledges spirituality, who, you know, has a relationship with God, who is great with people. Mm-hmm. who every time I talk to them I feel empowered like that's Beautiful. what I was like okay this is what I want this is what yeah. I want this is what I want to be for other people um yeah yeah so what really drove me to to seek the mentorship is um to even know that there's people out there like that I was like I gotta get connected because like what else am I gonna do with my life work a job I mean, there's nothing wrong with working a job, but like only that, like, that's not what I want to do. And I also really, really was drawn to the idea that I could accomplish things in a shorter amount of time. Mm -hmm. That girl. (laughs) I mean, it's going to be funny when I look back at my face, but I was really like, yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Because. I I don't think like like I said like I logically understood that like it was a concept that like I needed to you know work on it it's one thing to talk about it and it's one thing to do it right yeah. like it it really is and when I thought about mentorship and like how you had um we were talking about it in the 
in our messages and I was like, huh, I've been trying to be a mentor for everybody around me, right? First, I was like, I don't want to be the role model. Why the fuck? Like, stop comparing yourself to me. Like, you know what I mean? Because I wasn't prepared for the responsibility of what that meant, right? I like, I had this boxed idea of what it meant to be a role model and that was perfection, right? Mm -hmm. Like, in order for me to mentor and do this, I had to know everything and I had to be perfect. But like, unwillingly, I was still mentoring people and like, you know what I mean? Like, I was still like inspiring them and influencing them. And I realized like, shit whether I want to or not people are looking at me people are watching what I'm doing and like they're either going to get negative or positive from me you know and like the more that I started to do that work I realized like okay I do have like influence over you so like let me use this and like try to teach you um and then I was doing that and then I was still scared to ask people to mentor me like you know what I mean like it was weird it was like I was so willing and open to do it for everybody else and honestly, I did have mentors, like, I definitely had plenty of mentors, but I didn't really, like, think of them, like, in that sense, because I was like, well, you're paid to be here, you know what I mean, so, like, like, it was, it was always yeah. in a context of, like, yeah, like, well, you're supposed to do that, like, so that's your job, right, yeah. but I'm like, but I, I was like, but you could have just done a shitty job if you wanted to, because, like, your job is, like, here's your actual responsibilities, right? The stuff that you did on the side of, like, actually building a relationship with me, actually believing in me, actually, like, pushing me forward and, like, doing those things, that part really wasn't your job, but you chose to do it, and that's really where the mentorship was for me, and so I was, like, wow, and, like, I had the realization, like, yesterday morning when I was, like, doing all this planning and shit, I was, like, you never felt worthy of even asking somebody to do it, right? Like, you literally like downplayed yourself so much that you were like why would somebody want to take time out of their day to mentor me like I really felt that and then I got sad because not sad because like I'm sad right now or like depressed but I was sad for that person that I used to be not like you know what I mean not now I was just like wow you didn't even feel worthy of the ask yeah like you like you know what I mean like that that was so mind-boggling to me it was just like okay if they say no they say no it's the it's their right to say no but like that fear of rejection and that insecurity of like not being enough like was stopping me from hella shit like yeah. you know like it really was I could I could have started uprooted five years ago or three years ago or whatever right. but like because like I kept holding myself back and not believing in myself like I really was just I don't know what I was doing like you know, I really don't. I, I thought I knew and I didn't. And like the more what I will always be thankful um to Denver for is that like it created a safe enough environment for me to like see myself correctly. Now you have the opportunity to like really face yourself, deal with your shit and like heal. And there was a there's like a um I don't know if it's a, a quote, a scripture or whatever. I hear it all the time, but it's like sometimes you can't heal where you were hurt. That's true. Right. Yeah. So like, um, I feel like you, it, maybe on a, a unconscious level too. Like even you moving to DC, like you know what I mean. Like you didn't even know it. Yeah. And you, you might not have understood the hurt that you were feeling, but you knew that like everywhere you went in Colorado wasn't doing it for you. Like yeah. it was it was not getting you out of that place, and so you had to physically move from where you're at. And I was blessed enough to also be able to do the same thing right because I have family that like was able to support me Mm -hmm. um and then because I have the friends that I do I also always lived in this duality of understanding that like 
oh no I'm lucky like I don't have the stress that you have so like it's way harder for you to heal because like you don't have as much time to do you know what I mean like you were worried about having the roof over your head the food the this the that and you like healing while it is a priority has to get done at the same time that you're still taking care of yourself yeah but I go ahead yeah well I think I think that it's it can be done um together because Mm -hmm. one we only get one life so um and I think that's another thing that that mentorship gives you is that perspective of like okay like five years ago you were whatever years old 20 22 and so within those five years you were focused on all these things but you didn't prioritize your own personal growth and your own self-healing so either these next five years are going to go exactly the same way or we're going to do something different um to make sure that it goes a little different so I think it's it's also having that perspective that we can't give ourselves oh yeah you know that's why they say you reap what you sow Mm -hmm. so you keep sowing negativity you keep saying that you're stuck you'll stay stuck you make excuses for not doing it you'll stay there very true and I also got to a place where I don't even judge you for staying there because I understand why you would want to stay there you know what I mean um and that's why I said if you're ready for healing come (laughs) with me you know what I'm saying because I spent the first 15 years trying to force people into healing right (laughs) not knowing you know what I mean like that 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 was it wasn't wasted I got through to some people but it could be so much easier if you would let people meet you you know where they're at that's 100% true yeah yeah like girl what was I don't know what you thought you was doing but you're gonna do it so much better now and I think that um now I start to look at the world as like the things that people try to keep you from the most you know like there's there's they're either keeping you from hurt because they love you right or they're keeping you from the thing that's going to save you so like you got to have some discernment and like when you do the healing your discernment gets clearer and your discernment is your gut right it's the thing you you don't even need to waste time trying to explain because you know what's good for you and you know what's not and like your parents try to teach you that right and like they'll just keep repeating lessons and repeating lessons and repeating lessons and like lecture after lecture. girl I've been sat through a million lectures in my life okay like people are like how can you sit still in class have you had a lecture by an African <laughs> are you crazy <laughs> wow your parents that class is nothing you just sit here like this your parents talking about the same thing over and over you looking at them like oh my god like <laughs> You done or you done? Because you told me this last week. But yeah. you get older and you you appreciate it. And that's what they say too. You'll appreciate it when you're older. You don't get it yeah. now. I'm like, whatever, bro. Damn, why don't you wait till I'm older to tell me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now every time I say thank you to my mom, she just kind of has a look on her face like, I know. Like she's just happy. She's just happy that it's like, I finally like am over that hurdle. And like, yeah. we have a great relationship. There was times where it was rocky, but we have a great relationship. And it's just like continuously getting better and better. So like. Yeah. And, you know, to close this out, what what do you hope or what are you looking for in terms of creating a legacy that's going to surpass you? You know, like, how do you want to leave this world? Uh, I love that. And I think about that basically every day. I have a, a vision board in my room Amen. and uh, it. It, it makes me. But um, a legacy. So one. I didn't realize how much we have uh, an impact, like mm-hmm. even like who we are today. Um, yeah. Because 
I would have never guessed that you would have had my intro be what it was. So like, you know, <laughs> like we don't know like how we make people feel. And I think that's that's the impact that um is overlooked that I would like yeah. to uh be more intentional about is like how I make people feel or like um or even that like even like the the relationships I have um yeah. along the way. But big picture it is to have the treatment facility that I'm going to build um and I am on track so yes. uh, having the treatment facility to give the youth like an alternative um because yeah. everybody you know they just need they just need to to see more of the world to see more of themselves um so my legacy is to contribute to that and also to um to give people uh a chance or an opportunity to better their life or better themselves um whether it's through through conversations or reading books or whatever um but yeah. also to have fun that's another legacy that mm -hmm. i have to have is to to enjoy yeah. my life more and then to spread that with other people that's beautiful <laughs> wow no that's really beautiful and like the whole time i was like you gonna do it so this is a, the part where I'm about to just talk life into you. Not that you, you're going to do it. You already did it, right? Like, you, or you said it yourself, but just to hear it back, like, you are already doing what you're supposed to be doing. So, like, yeah. everything, everything else is just extra. Like, everything else that you're going to accomplish, you know what I mean, is it's going to be better and more. And it's not it's because it's growing from a place of beauty and love, right? Like, it's, it's growing from a place of, like, I'm so blessed that I want to share it with you, right? Like someone told me, a blessing is not a blessing until it's shared. True. So you are in this beautiful place where like, because of your heart, you're going to actually be able to help other people, oh you know? God. Yeah, you you already <laughs> already doing it. Don't even trip. Like you about to watch this back like, wow. Like, like, you, you already doing it. You are like, I mean, I'm sure people are not going to tell you on a daily basis, but just think like, I'm sure that you even leaving this place gave all these other kids that grew up knowing you the courage to like, be like, oh, I don't have to stay here. Like, if I don't like it here, I don't have to stay here. Right. Sure. Yeah. Like you choosing a different path, like you not being a nurse in the hop shop community and like doing it, you know what I'm saying? Being yeah. successful in a different way. You already showing them that like, you can build your own path, you know? Yeah and I guess that's what the American dream was supposed to supposed to be and yeah. we might have went like this to get there <laughs> but you there baby girl and I'm already knowing I'm gonna speak this into existence because we're our our missions and our paths are already aligned so like at some point we're like I think right now we're growing like this like parallel to each other yeah but I feel like at some point there's gonna be a line that connects us where it's like oh this what you're doing okay cool what you need you know what I mean? And then it's just gonna, like, we're gonna be in a position where we can actually fully facilitate that, like, collaboration. Like, this is our, like, you know? Yeah. This is our first step in building that, like, foundation, and then, like, who knows, five, ten years from now, you'd be like, oh, shit. What did you think we were gonna do that? <laughs> I love it. It's gonna be beautiful. I can already feel it. I can already feel it. It's gonna be great. I'm so happy. Thank you so much like for real from the bottom of my heart 
are really I just feel so blessed that you were like willing and that you like you know we got to have this conversation I felt the healing in it I feel like it's going to heal a lot of people and I'm just like I mean where else can we go from here but up you know what I mean like where else limited possibilities um I just want to say thank you for having me on here and I'm just so excited for for where this is going to go for even where season two where season three is going to come with like even more and more and more because you got the juices flowing and tension is there so yeah you just already made me excited in the beginning so you're going to be so far like I could I could feel it because because you're so intentional about it so I'm excited I'm here and I am rooting for you Ruta so you feel me rooting for me we're uprooted my name is Ruta (laughs) you know what I mean like if God don't tell you in the in the messages you ain't paying attention I'm I accept and I receive it I accept and I receive that thank you and amen (laughs) so I just like it was I just keep it steady on the magic do my thing, I'm healing, it's fantastic If I fall, rise automatic You ain't no now, you know Only one rain myself like a tree from the roots West side go, cause she lived in the coast East side go, when she speaks to the roots Stay 100, cause she on with the truth Been there on struggle, know that it passed Only going up, yeah, the pain don't last Ooh, take off Ooh, take off Ooh, take off this is take off, take off, take off Shorty like Brandy, fight like Monica What you know about her? Baby girl raising, way to the top Shaking the world, don't expect her to stop Hope so great, she get what she got Follow her stack, cause she following God What you need more, got a heart full of gold Even at times when it's raining and cold She about to take off